my love, it's Ruby and welcome to the Rituals to Seven podcast. You're in the right place if you're an online coach excited to meet your first million dollars and you're even more excited that you finally found someone who's doing it through intuitive flow and spiritual connection. In these episodes, I'll teach you how to grow your business in the most aligned way. Okay, are you ready for the magic? Let's get started with today's episode. So this is quite an interesting topic, one that I didn't think I was actually going to speak to you all about on the podcast, but it comes up so much in my client relationship chats and my coaching calls that I have to share it with all of you and bring in some perspective around Facebook groups. (laughs) So in this episode, we're going to be exploring if it's worth starting a Facebook group or worth continuing to grow your Facebook group for the sake of your business. Questions like, is it dead? Who's even using Facebook anymore? What do I do with my Facebook group? What do I do if I'm literally the only one posting in there as the admin? And you know what? If I'm out, what else can I consider to grow community? connection. So yes, I want to talk to you about my take on the whole FB group conversation. If this is something that you're toiling with yourself, or maybe you've been wanting me to talk about this because you've DM me, here it is. Buckle in. I'm going to try and give a very objective approach to this episode, but I think you'll feel from my energy what my thoughts are. Don't let that influence you too much. I do want to keep this as neutral as possible so that you can make the right choice for your business. I have definitely had a love-hate relationship with Facebook groups. The times that I have loved it, I am like, yes, let's grow this thing to thousands and thousands of members and let's go really, really big. And I've personally been in some amazing FB groups where the engagement is so high. The vibe is amazing. I feel like I have found all of my people on the internet and finally, this is what it's meant to feel like. And then other times I've been in groups where I'm like, hello, hello, hello. So if you're a client of mine, if you're someone who's listened in and you're growing a business, you will know that this is a strategy to explore, but it's not the only strategy to grow a community. It just happens to be the front of mind thought. If I want to grow a community, it seems like FB groups are the tip of the tongue thing that you want to say. And they're either going to completely turn you off because you hate Facebook as a platform or you're open to exploring it simply from a business context. You know what? I have to tell you this. I remember I was speaking to my 14-year-old stepson about Facebook and his reply was, really? Facebook's still around? And then I went on to say, yeah. And you know, it compliments Instagram because he's interested in what we do in our business. And he's like, oh my God, Instagram, isn't that only for boomers? (laughs) I felt so old, you guys. (laughs) Are we boomers now to 14-year-olds? I think so. But besides the point, the question on our lips is, As community growers, do we still need to seriously consider Facebook as a strategy or is it dead? Here's what the stats tell us. According to Business Insider, an article written on the 17th of September, 2021, it says this year, monthly US social network users will grow at less than half the pace of 2020. Facebook is about to experience its slowest growth 
ever in 2021. Perhaps this confirms that the energy inside of Facebook does feel slow, stale, irrelevant, dead, dying. And then this kind of begs the question of who's even using it? The article goes on to say, on average, it seems that users aged 55 to 65 years old are the platform's fastest growing demographics. Ah, okay. Well, I guess this is true. I mean, my parents are in their late 60s and one of my parents in particular is on it a lot. My aunties and my older cousins and my uncles, some of them are on Facebook a lot sucking up the political propaganda through the Facebook straw, shall we say. (laughs) Maybe that's just in my family. But from a purely just a personal connections point of view, I have to say, I think that's true. I feel like the demographic inside of Facebook is getting a little bit older and this is going to work so beautifully if your demographic is aimed at that population. What a better time to start a Facebook group because it is the fastest growing group of people on the platform. If you're someone who's, let's say, targeting 20 to 30 year olds, it might be a little bit of a different story. As a woman in her 30s myself, I have to say there's still quite a large contingent of my friends who do tap in from time to time. They post their baby photos, they post some of their travel photos, and perhaps not necessarily using it seriously. Honestly, when I even say to my clients who are in the 20 to 30s, 40s, even age group, and I'm like, oh, by the way, we're going to have a Facebook group for this course, I can literally feel the energetic eye roll. Um, I've actually had one of my other clients say to me, oh my God, does this mean I have to actually find my Facebook login and try and work out how to jump on the platform again? Yes, 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 it does. If you want the community aspect, this is the way that I have chosen to do it. So what do I do with Facebook groups? Personally, I do use Facebook groups occasionally. I have a group there that's been consistent since last year and it's for my paid clients. It's called Rituals in Business. I go live in there once a month. I have guest mentors and guest speakers come in. I went through a stage where I wanted to grow it as a typical membership, a monthly membership. No longer have that really as a primary offer of mine, but I had this vision that I would hire a community manager and have people in there and it would just be this bustling Facebook group that I'd grow into the thousands. But I just don't think it was a match for the way that I want to teach. I've talked about this before in terms of I like having high ticket groups in a smaller environment, i.e. not hundreds of people, but less than a hundred at a time and just being able to connect in that way. But the group that I do have, you know, I definitely do love. I think there's a 200 people in there, which is fantastic. It's a way in which that I can continue connecting with my clients in the more spiritual realm in business. And we just love it. We have all the fun in there, but it's a very small, intimate group. If I have courses and let's say I decide to have the community aspect in there, I have done that, for example, with Queen of Coin. I've done a three-day Calibrate to Money Flow Challenge, which was purely hosted through Facebook and the conversation in between the calls were happening there. I ran challenges in there to keep the connection and the integration work going, which was awesome. But I have to say that it did feel very apocalyptic at times. (laughs) 
You know, especially with like pop-up Facebook groups where there's not like a whole heap of time to grow the algorithm and to create sort of this behavior with my clients to continuously check into Facebook. There is this initial primary rush of people joining the group and it's like introductions and people going live or writing their posts. And then after some time, it kind of just like trickles down and trickles away. I fully know that I'm saying this from my perspective. So this is very much a reflection of my energetic match. And I could have done a lot more in doing, you know, those like preloaded questions and having people connect and and do all of that. That did work really well, but typically it felt like towards the end of a program, things were already starting to die off. I do really like Facebook groups though, for being able to easily connect. It feels very personal at times because you've literally got a photo of you and your kids and your family as your Facebook picture, perhaps. So there is a level of personalization. I like how it integrates with Zoom. So that way I can teach on Zoom and then it goes live and it integrates really beautifully in the groups itself. I love that it's evergreen. So basically anyone who joins the group can go back to the guides. It used to be called units. Now it's called guides and that you can click into the guide section and watch live streams and videos if it's organized well from years and years ago. So I love that there's the evergreen content and you're also able to scroll through past comments. There are certain communities that you might join where you can't see past comments. So that is, I feel a big, massive pro. It's very easy to open a Facebook group. So if you are a business owner wanting to attach a community aspect to your offering, you can literally have a group open in five minutes. It's so easy to do. As I mentioned earlier, it's it does have some really great organizational tools and features. So it's easy for whoever joins the group for you to point them in the right direction and they're not just scrolling through a massive page trying to find the last video. You can pin them to announcements. You can create a hashtag. You can create tags. You can create guides. It's very, very well organized, I feel, for a community type of platform. And yeah, I guess it does have that really nice conversational connection. The cons, however, for me personally, a big one is I really love to voice message go figure. I'm speaking to you on a podcast right now. My throat chakra is very open in human design. So if I'm not able to voice you, then it kind of just feels like "Eh, it's missing a little bit of that magic. You know, the algorithm for sure can suck and it doesn't show certain posts. It doesn't let people know that you're going live at a certain time. Even if you've set up an event and people are saying that they're going, it doesn't always send a push notification out saying, join the event, Ruby's going live, don't miss out. So this is why if you're a Facebook group administrator, it feels like no one shows up to your events or your live streams because no one actually knows. So it's not an overly supportive type of environment that keeps you feeling like, yes, people are notified. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, sometimes just the vibe of firstly having to log into Facebook and seeing your personal feed full of all the stuff and the unfilteredness of the Facebook, you know, Savannah can be a little bit of a vibe killer or a big one, depending on how toxic your feed is. (laughs) 
<laughs> or who's going rampage on there at the moment. So it's like, okay, I'm going to log on. I'm just going to close my eyes. I'm going to peek a little bit through to see where I can click through groups and then I can get to the safe space where it is more curated. Hi, lovely. I hope you're enjoying today's episode. I wanted to jump in really quickly to let you know about one of my favorite courses that I've ever put together called Soul Led Business. When I first started my business, I drew a really hard line between my spiritual side and all things strategy. To a certain point, I experienced amazing success. Perhaps you've seen that and heard that on the podcast itself, but I lent purely on push energy and it eventually led me to a form of burnout. It wasn't until I embraced my intention and intuition that my business started to flow. So if you're listening to this and you feel a little stuck in your business, you feel as though there's some sort of ceiling or there's limiting beliefs around earning more and being more of who you truly are, then check out Soul Led Business and don't forget to enter the code SOUL200 to get $200 off the course. Check the show notes below and let's get back to today's episode. If you're a Facebook group host, you may have experienced the tumbleweeds. Let's be real. This is very real. I have been there. I'm not, you know, putting this episode out there to sugarcoat it all. I started my live debut through my Facebook group and I, for six to seven months, went live on Facebook every single week and no one showed up for the majority of that time. But it was a way that I was growing my strength with live streaming. And it taught me a lot of lessons until people did start showing up. And I started to have quite the crowd every Wednesday, which was so fun for a period of time. And mind you, this was three years ago when the algorithm was more forgiving and I had thousands in the group. And even so, I think the most people that I had on a live stream was maybe 40 people in a group of 2000 plus. So Yeah, it's just that reality of like, hello, echo chamber, is anyone there? And I felt all the things when that happens and feeling like, am I uninteresting? All the self-worth stuff started to come up. So I have to say that the one thing that kept me from not quitting was being in Facebook groups that were thriving and maybe it kind of created a false sense of hope for me, but it was also a real expansive experience of, hey, if these other people can create amazing Facebook groups, you know, like the Marie Folio groups, for example, and you think, oh my God, that is so cool. Like I can do that too. That's what kept me going. Let's take a look at right now, zipping forward to the end of 2021 almost, what is the engagement rate or what would the experts say is a good engagement rate specific inside of Facebook groups? So I did a little bit of research and the stats were all over the place as you can imagine, but here's what I found. A good engagement rate inside of Facebook groups is 0.05% to 1% if you're on the upper end of the scale. This means that if you have 10 people in your group, you would be lucky if anyone engaged. If you had 100 people in your group, maybe 10 if you're on the top end of that scale. If you had 10,000 people in your group, you're doing really well if 500 people show up live. So comparing this to other social networking platforms such as TikTok, Instagram, Instagram Reels in particular, this is looking a little drab, right? It's looking a little shy of as a business owner, it's worth my time. 
But there are ways through this if you're still really keen to keep trying and stoking the Facebook group fire. There's maybe an intuitive hit for you around, you know what, like I hear this and stats is one thing, energy is another. Here is five things that you can do to revive your Facebook group or to, if you're starting it, starting it from a really, really good point. So I want you to really think about the purpose and the message and the intention of your FB group, because we don't want it to get stale and boring. So whoever's joining your group is going to feel like, heck yes, I'm in the right place with the right people. I feel like you guys all get me. This is where I feel safe. This is where I'm able to share. So spend some time really setting the intention and make that so clear. Make it clear in the description, make it clear in your banner, make it clear in your introduction video, which is going to be pinned right at the top of your group. So anyone new who joins can see what this is about. You literally have maybe tops a couple of days to grab someone's attention in a Facebook group before it gets lost in the algorithm. And the algorithm tells me, you're not really in the group all that much, so I'm not going to show the group activity. Secondly, let's start really sharing and telling your people when to meet you, how to meet you, and where to meet you inside of this group. So don't assume that just because you go live one day on a whim that your 10 people are going to be notified of that. It just does not happen. So start telling them and tell them on the platform itself in the Facebook group, but you might also want to look at other social strategies to help back that. So the third point I have is start sharing your Facebook group to other areas like specifically your email list. So if you have an email list that you haven't attended to for some time, now is the time to tend back to that garden. And it could be a really nice revival of, oh yeah, now I've got a purpose to also write to my email subscribers. And you can let them know, hey, by the way, I've started a community. It's on Facebook. This is what it's called. This is how you join. This is who it's for. And just so you know, I'm going to go live every single week, Tuesday at 10 a.m. to talk about this. And here is the click now, click here button to join. Make it so easy. The fourth one is sharing it on your other social media platforms. So you guys, I'm on a podcast. Guess what? I also have a Facebook group. Come and join. I'll leave the link in the show notes. Easy, right? You're already talking on one platform. Lead your followers from one platform into another platform. You're on LinkedIn. Talk about it every other day. Let them know that you have a Facebook group because of how quickly LinkedIn works. It's like a Twitter feed. So don't worry about exhausting the audience. They, they won't know. Like there's so many people speak about algorithm. There's so many people who just don't know that you've already posted on, on it 6,000 times. And then the one time they see it, they're like, oh, okay, I'll join this group. Same goes on Instagram. So if you have your Instagram bio set up or you might have a sort of link tree situation or whatever that looks like, that is perfect. That's exactly what we're wanting to do to create that sense of cross-pollination across your platforms. And lastly, this is the one that I think is a like slam dunk strategy for your Facebook group. Incentivize people to be live with you because you know what? The replay is instant on Facebook. So why should I even bother joining you live? What's the point? 
I mean, yes, I love your energy. It's totally a vibe, girlfriend, but I've got other stuff to do. And right now you're just not on my priority list, but I do want to have the replays so that I can get back to it sometime. So this can be as simple as if you're live with me, I'll be able to answer your question right there and then. We can workshop it together. It's going to be like a live Q&A. What a vibe that's going to be. That's incentivizing. That's saying, you know, I'm going to give you the reasons why you're wanting to join. Maybe if you're a healer or a mystic and you do like card pulls and things like that, I want to pull a card for you live. So for anyone that's there live, I'm going to do a mini reading for you. If you're a human design reader, if you want to ask me certain questions about your design, I'm going to actually take a look at your chart live and I'm going to answer one question. If you're a business coach or someone who does social media, I'm going to audit your Instagram page live. So if you're there, then I'll jump on. It's incentivizing. It's juicy. It's so good. You can also, of course, use things like gifting, winning prizes, all those wonderful things that are included as well. So that's been done very well in certain Facebook groups. So anyone that's on the live and they comment and they share, they win a prize and it's very fun, right? It's like kind of just, oh, let's see. It brings that kind of like gamification to it. With anything, there's time required for someone to grow. So for the groups that are thriving out there, from my opinion, I've seen most of them started in that beautiful pocket between three to five years ago, maybe even longer than that. So the engagement that you're seeing now is a rollover of all the years of cultivating community in there. And more than likely the owners of that group have one, two, three people helping them with posting, creating connection within the community, replying to DMs, incentivizing, gamifying a Facebook group, creating, you know, certain engagement points, which is really cool. So if you're prepared to stick it through, you might want to consider really planning out your group and your community events a month ahead so that there's a level of anticipation rather than just random live streams and no one's really quite sure what's exactly going on or when to join. You're giving them a really clear idea of, hey, this is like what we're going to be doing as a community. If you're listening to this and you're going, this is just not what I want to do. And Ruby, this has confirmed it for me. I am deleting my group. Just hold up for a sec. Why did you decide to start a group in the first place? More than likely, you wanted to do this to create a thriving community. You wanted to create another dimension in your business where people could get to know you better, perhaps get to meet each other perhaps network in a more aligned way. So come back to the reason and the intention why you decided this was a good idea in the first place. We're not going to just throw that part away because by returning to the intention, it's also going to help you think about it from another point of view. So Facebook might not be your community, but Let them know where they can find you. There still will be people in there. After all, the number of members, that number that you see, they are human beings and they have decided to become an energetic match for you in some way through joining your Facebook group. So help them find where you will be. I've shut down many Facebook groups before and I feel like this part I've done really well. I've said, guys, The group just isn't something that I am feeling is on my long-term plan. However, where I do want to continue growing a relationship and cultivating community is on Instagram. 
Now that's something that is maybe not as conventional when you think about community, but I think about my Instagram page and my followers as a community, the way that they interact with each other through comments, the way that we speak in our DMs, the way that I bring the conversation here into the podcast, thanks to my Instagram community. Shout out everyone that's like on my page. I love you all so much. That's the way that I cultivate that. So let your audience know inside of your Facebook group where else they can find you. Secondly, you might want to research other community platforms. So, okay, Facebook sucked and you didn't like it. What other platforms are available? There are so many out there. To name three, Hivebright is an up and coming one. Mighty Networks is more established now, came out a couple of years ago. Slack, good old Slack, still great for community. So have a look around. Maybe there's another platform that is more of a match to you. And lastly, decide that the community can happen anywhere so long as it connects well to the way you choose to communicate. A community can even happen on Zoom, you guys. You can say every single week, we're going to catch up for a wind down on Friday at 4 p.m. You have 20 people joining you every single week just for casual chats, a bit of music, some meditation, finishing off with a wine. Isn't that a community group? It can happen anywhere. It comes down to your decision. Okay. So I hope that this has helped. What did you decide coming out of this episode? Let me know if you've decided to give it more of a go or you've decided to walk away from yours. Coming over to my Instagram account, which is underscore Ruby Lee underscore, which is where my community reside. And I'd love to have a chat and, you know, just sort of see where things are at. It's so interesting and this will change. One more thing I will say is you might decide to quit your Facebook group this month. And then in four months time, something clicks and you're like, oh, okay. This makes a lot of sense. Maybe even you decide to quit your group two months ago. Now you're listening to this episode going, oh, actually I didn't set the intention. I didn't have email reminders. I didn't have someone there to help me engage. So I'm willing to go back and give it another go and to try it out. Perfect. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So thank you so much, you guys, for joining. I hope this has been an informative one. I love you. I will see you in our very next episode. Thank you so much for sharing an energetic space with me today. I truly hope this has given you a new perspective to embrace, to ponder on, and of course, to apply into your businesses right here and right now, because if not now, then when? If you are loving this podcast, please leave me a review. And further yet, if you have come to check out some more content of mine, then also have a look at the free classes link in the show notes below. There's new ones added quite often, and these aren't just tip of the iceberg learnings. Usually these are derived straight from my masterminds and content that you're going to be able to apply directly into your business right here and right now. So you're in for an absolute treat. Click on the link below and I'm excited to see you for the next episode.